and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything's going good with you guys. We're back with another episode here, ready to talk some Disney. I got my hot coffee uh, just just willing me through the day. It's going to be a, a busy week for me. Uh, but that, hey, that's why I'm here. I'm here to provide you guys with some Disney magic. Before we get into anything, got to plug the socials here. Follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Disney World Today. It's all one word. Instagram, my DMs are always open. You can hit me up there anytime. Uh, if you want to stop by and say what's up, if you like the podcast, uh, if you have any ideas, suggestions, comments, questions, concerns, anything like that, um, topic ideas, I always uh, appreciate those. The last uh, couple episodes, we've had those. One of the episodes coming up is uh, based on the suggestion from one of you guys, one of our listeners. Um, so yeah, so feel free to stop by and say what's up. YouTube, TikTok, uh, I don't post there as often. Instagram's the main one, but you can check me out there as well. Wherever you're listening to this, if you can do me a favor and hit that subscribe button, leave me a rating and a review. And if you write me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Last week here on the pod, we talked about pretty much exploring Orlando. And uh, we talked about like, what do you do on your Disney off days? Now, I, I, I mentioned it in the episode, like I think most of us that go to Disney from like out of state and stuff on our normal trips, like I think we usually have like a Disney off day where, uh, like a park off day, I should say, where, you know, obviously we're staying at Disney and maybe we need a little rest, we need a little break from the parks. Uh, so we take a day off, we hang out by the hotel pool, we check out other resorts, we do some hotel hopping, we, we ride the monorail, maybe we walk around Disney Springs. I think that's pretty common. I think we've all kind of done that. This episode, I was talking more like, you know, what do you do when you actually you know, go off Disney property because there's just so much to do there when you're staying in Orlando and central Florida you, know, you have the theme parks, uh, besides Disney, you got universal studios. They have a couple parks. There's SeaWorld. There's Bush gardens down in Tampa. There's so much to do there. Uh, you can take the time to drive to a beach. You know, that's what my family would do. We'd spend a day at Cocoa beach. We drive down to, uh, Tampa, St. Pete and, and see a Tampa Bay Rays baseball game. There's just so much to do. And just like in the Orlando area itself, if you've ever been there or driven around like the Orlando area, you know, especially around like International Drive, there is something to do like at every corner. There's miniature golf. There's all sorts of different exhibits and and places that you can, uh, you know, check out. There's um, uh, go-kart places. There's like places like Fun Spot, like amusement park, like these small little kind of uh, carnival style amusement parks. There's like a giant slingshot. There's a giant swing. There's a giant Ferris wheel. So many places to eat and shop. There's just a lot to do in Orlando itself. So we took the episode last week to kind of just do that, kind of talk about exploring Orlando. I had my friend Adam Wakely come on the podcast. He's also um, the co-host of the Marvelous podcast, a big Marvel guy. Uh, But I like talking to him because he's a casual Disney fan who hasn't been there since um, like 2008 with his family, only been there a couple times. And it's cool to see his perspective on things sometimes. Cause a lot of times us Disney folk, you know, we live in a Disney bubble. So it's cool to see someone, an outsider's perspective. And he, uh, him and his wife went on a vacation. They went to Orlando actually, and they kind of just did everything I talked about. They, you know, did some eating and shopping around the area, hit up like a go-kart place, this like fun spot amusement park. They went to SeaWorld. They did 
uh, City Walk at Universal. They did Disney Springs. They drove to Cocoa Beach for a day. So a uh, pretty fun interview and kind of gives you a, a good look at what it's like, you know, exploring Orlando and, and what you do on your non-Disney days. This week's episode would be a little different. Um, to be honest, this week I'm traveling. Got to go to a wedding out of state. And to kind of make my life just a little bit easier, I'm going to be doing a top 10 favorite list as well as listener Q&A. I asked you guys on Instagram, I said, hey, this week's episode going to be based mostly on questions from you guys, so send me some questions. And then uh, I saw, I was just going through Instagram and I saw someone's story and they posted something that was like a, kind of like a get to know me, like, and it was like top 10, like Disney favorites. And I'm going to just run down that list as well. It's just all across the board, not one category. It's like favorite ride, favorite hotel, favorite restaurant, etc. And then after that, we'll do some listener Q&A. So thank you guys, as always, for listening. Let's get this show on the road. Here we go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad, now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Top 10 Disney favorites. Now, if you guys are like me, this is always a fun topic because my list is always changing. My rankings are always changing. It's always so hard to just pick one, especially with Disney when it comes to, you know, attractions or resorts or restaurants or food in general, just picking one is so tough that, you know, if you ask me what my favorite ride is today and you ask me what my favorite ride is in six months, could be different. You know, it's just so hard to pick. So that's why these are always fun. So uh, like I mentioned in the intro here, I found this, you know, cool little Disney favorites list uh, that I'm going to go through uh, before we get to the questions from you guys. So First, well, actually, the first four are favorite Disney ride at each park. Now, this is a common one. Um, makes it a little easier, I guess, when you get to, you know, break down your favorite ride by theme park instead of just having to pick one overall. But uh, I'll start off at the Magic Kingdom. And there's a couple that come to mind. There's probably three at the Magic Kingdom, my top three. But... My favorite one is Space Mountain. I feel like you can't go wrong with Space Mountain. It's when I whenever I describe like a ride or attraction, you know, whether it's at Disney or not, like the what I usually kind of say is is you get your money's worth. When you ride Space Mountain, you get your money's worth. You know, there's nothing worse than you know, going somewhere, going on a ride and it's fun, it's great, but it's like there's there's something missing. You know what I mean? I feel like with Space Mountain, it has it all. It's at the Magic Kingdom. It has cool theming, you know, the space theme. It's like somehow like retro and modern and futuristic all at the same time, which is crazy. You know, it's inside this giant dome. It's cool on the inside. There's like neon lights and it's dark and you just hear all the sounds and stuff. And then you get to the actual ride itself, and it's a fun coaster. You know, I know it doesn't have, it's not some super crazy thrilling, you know, coaster that goes upside down seven times and goes zero to 60. No, no, it doesn't have that. It doesn't need that. The fact that you're like 
in the dark pitch black. You know, it's fast. I think it hits up to like 40 miles an hour, has a bunch of like sharp turns and sudden drops. And it, what's great about it is you kind of like make your way up the giant dome and just kind of, you know, take all these sharp turns, sudden drops, you're, you're speeding and you kind of just make your way all the way back down to the bottom. And that's what I mean by you get your, you get your money's worth. It feels like a long ride. And that's what I love about it. You know, um, like rock and roller coaster, for example, is as you know, it has corkscrews, you go upside down, but it's over like that space mountain. There's actually a part at the, towards the end of the ride where you think it's over and then it keeps going. Like that's what I mean by getting your money's worth. And space mountain is my favorite, uh, especially at the magic kingdom. And, you know, I, I hope it never changes. I'll say that because who knows anymore, you know, uh, if I was making this list uh, a few months ago, maybe a few years ago, you know, Splash Mountain would have been in the conversation. And I know it just has, you know, the the one big drop. Um, but it's a ride I would always kind of describe too as getting your money's worth because it's like a 15 minute long ride. It's like kind of like a bunch of rides in one, you know, it's like a slow mo- moving boat ride with cool animatronics uh, and, and music. And then, oh, here, here comes this giant drop, you know, that's it, another one of those rides that, you know, was almost flawless when it came to the actual ride itself in Space Mountain. I think you can argue that hey, it's pretty flawless. Let's move on now to Hollywood Studios. My favorite ride at Hollywood Studios. This was tough. And this this one I might have chosen just based on my loyalty. Um, I went with Rock and Roller Coaster. And I'll be honest, it was between Rock and Roller Coaster and uh, Slinky Dog Dash, which is what, only like two or three years old. Slinky is a fun ride. It's not as crazy and fast and stuff as Space Mountain or Thunder Mountain, but it's a fun ride. And Rock and Roller Coaster, I love it. You know, the, the launch sequence is great. Uh, you go 0 to 60 in, what, 2.7 seconds. You go upside down a couple of times. The problem with Rock and Roller Coaster is that it's over so quick. It's like a minute-long ride, maybe a little, maybe a few seconds less. Um Whereas like Slinky Dog, it's a little longer, you know, you're not going as fast. That's part of the reason why, uh, but Rock and Roller Coaster, I think is still my favorite ride there. And, you know, Hollywood Studios, it's kind of hard to, you know, argue that there really aren't that many attractions there that I love. I'm not huge into Star Wars. Uh, you know, like I mentioned, Slinky Dog, Tower of Terror, if I was, I, I'm terrified of the ride. So I don't think I can pick that, you know, as my favorite. And then, then there's Rock and Roller Coaster. Just been there since like the early 2000s, you know, zero to 60, Aerosmith music playing while you ride, you know, giant guitar out front, like everything about it, I still enjoy, I still love. It's one of those attractions that when it changes, I'm going to be upset, I'm going to be sad because that has been like the staple for me of Hollywood Studios since I was you know, probably like nine years old. Um, you know, it's a, it's... It's one of those rides, I, I remember we, uh, my sister's boyfriend came with us to Disney for the first time, and we were telling him about it. He's into coasters and stuff, he's not scared or anything like that, so he was down to ride it. And the entire time, like, he's he's screaming, he's cheering, he's clapping, like, you can tell he's loving the ride. Then you get to the end, and he was like, oh, is that it? Like, that's the worst. That is the worst thing to hear after a roller coaster or any sort of attraction. It's like, oh, that's it? As you can tell, like, he was loving it. It was fun. It was great. And then it just kind of stops and it ends. So, like, that's, like, the one negative for me uh, about Rock and Roller Coaster. But to be honest, it's still my favorite at Hollywood Studios. 
You know, I just kind of love everything about it. The music, the ride itself, um, like the theming, the music theming, the guitar, like the merchandise. I used to always get uh, souvenirs for one, my friend Brian. He's a guitar player. And uh, we had our own little band back in the day. Me, Brian, and Chris, for crying out loud. Um, that was the name. And like every single summer I would go, I'd bring them back like guitar picks or something like rock and roller coaster theme. So rock and roller coaster, as of now, still my favorite at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Let's move on to Epcot now. My favorite ride at Epcot. This one's kind of easy for me. My favorite ride's Test Track. It's always been Test Track. It's going to be tough to change. You know, I haven't ridden the new Guardians of the Galaxy coaster yet. So, I, you know depending on how that goes, maybe that finally uh, upsets Test Track here. But Test Track's been my favorite since it opened. You know, I, I still love the original version better. I still think the original version was a better experience overall. But, you know, it's still like the same ride layout. It's still, you know, just as fun, it, it, which is crazy too, because Test Track is the fastest ride at Disney, or at least I'm pretty sure it still is. You know, you hit 60 miles an hour, or 63 miles an hour, and it's like, you drive that in a car every day, but you go, you go to Epcot, you're on test track, 63 miles an hour. It feels like 163 miles an hour. And it's like, it's so much fun when you get to that outdoor part. Like it's impossible for me to like not put my arms up and just kind of just giggle as we're cruising around the track there. Um, and again, too, I'm going to bring it up. You get your money's worth with the ride. It's a long ride. You know, you get a, an, it's not a ride. It's an attraction. It's an experience. From start to finish, it's a longer attraction with all the little stuff before you get to the cool fast part outside. And that's what kind of made the original version better as well. I feel like there was more to do before you got, you know, to that final, you know, that final part of the ride where you're, you know, hitting top speed. So test track is my favorite. Pretty easy for me to say that. I don't, I don't know if that'll ever change. We'll see uh, when I get to finally ride the Guardians coaster. All right, finally, my favorite ride at Animal Kingdom. This one was kind of tough, but I went with Flight of Passage. I feel like everyone can kind of, you know, agree that Flight of, Flight of Passage is a great ride, the Avatar-themed ride. It's just a cool experience from start to finish, you know, from waiting in line to the land itself, the queue, everything about it. Then you finally get on the ride, and, you know, it's kind of like soaring on steroids is how I've always described it to my friends who haven't been on it, because... You're not actually like moving like on a track or a coaster. It's more of just, you know, you're, there's a screen, but just the way they did it, it feels so realistic. I feel like that's the most realistic experience you could get. I'm not even like the biggest fan of Avatar. Like, haven't seen the sequel. The first one I thought it was okay. I never really got the hype about it. Don't really love the director, but it, I can't deny everything about, you know, Pandora at, you know, Animal Kingdom, how cool it is. You know, Flight of Passage is great. It's fun. And two, with Animal Kingdom, um, it was between Flight of Passage and Expedition Everest for me. And I love Everest. It's just the backwards part on Everest makes me sick. Like, it gets me a little nauseous. And it's <laughs> it's tough because if it wasn't for that part, like, that would be my, that would be my favorite hands down. Um, my wife loves going on Everest. And there's been times where I've had to chicken out because I'm like, I don't feel like getting sick right now. So now, you know, I just got to pop like a little Dramamine and just kind of tough it out. But uh, it, was, it was a tough choice, one and two, uh, between Flight of Passage and Everest. Flight of Passage is a newer one. You know, maybe a little change, but as of right now, Flight of Passage my favorite ride at Epcot. 
Next up here, favorite all-time Disney World restaurant. Now, again, this one was kind of easy for me. Um, this one is no longer there at the Boardwalk ESPN Club. ESPN Club has always been my favorite restaurant at Disney, even though it didn't have my favorite food, if that makes sense. Um, as a kid, I feel like it's hard to deny like why that was my favorite. So as a kid, growing up, big-time sports family, parents played sports, watched sports. I watch every single sport. I play everything. So going to Disney, going to ESPN Club was a dream. So we get there, and you know, we're like 8, 9, 10 years old. When you go there and sat at a booth, they would give you a PlayStation controller, and you could play video games while you waited for your food, which now I'm at Disney. I'm on vacation. I'm with my family, my cousins. We're at this sports-themed restaurant, and oh, hey, before you guys eat here, play some video games while you sit here and wait. Like, of course that was my favorite. So that's where it all kind of started. And just, I have always loved the sports memorabilia that was there. They had a lot of cool original stuff that I wouldn't see anywhere else. Like, I remember um, by the bathrooms, they had like a, just a bunch of autographed baseball bats and baseballs. And I would just kind of stand there and kind of go through and look at all the names and all the players that I knew. Um, there was like, they had this like giant poster on the wall, kind of by like the arcade that was, it was like baseball themed and it was every like sports, I think, no, every, um, ESPN, the magazine cover, um, with like baseball players on it. And that was always cool. I'd go like throughout the years and like see who was on the cover in 19, you know, 80, 1990, 2000. And that was always cool to see and just all the sports memorabilia in general, you walk in and it's literally every square inch of the walls covered in autographed jerseys, helmets, balls, plaques, banners, pennants, like everything you could imagine. It was just cool for me to stand there and be like, oh, look, there's Penny Hardaway's jersey autograph. Oh, look, there's a Shaq jersey. Look, there's, you know, Scottie Pippen. So I that was like part of it, you know, as well. You know, you walk into the bathrooms, there's TVs above the urinals. Like it was just constant sports, ESPN, sports memorabilia, everything like that. And I always loved it. You know, in like the one main dining hall, they had like a live radio broadcast booth where sometimes like Mike and Mike would do shows there or like local, you know, radio radio people would do the shows from there. And that was just something I, I always enjoyed. You know, the food itself, like I said, I know it wasn't the greatest. They had some decent chili. But other than that, like, I don't know what I would get. I think they had uh, buffalo wings. I think that's how we get, but they didn't have like a signature item. And it always kind of seemed like their menu was like changing or they were changing like management groups. Like that was, uh, I think that was kind of the downfall of it was the actual service and food itself. Cause I think it fit, like it was a sports themed restaurant at the boardwalk, but it fit perfectly. You know, the outside fit perfectly. Then once you walk inside, you're like, Oh cool. This is a giant sports bar. You know, I'm going to miss that one, uh, for sure. And now it's like if you're at Disney and there's a game on, you know, I know you're not at Disney to watch a game, but sometimes it happens. Like, where do you go? One of my favorite memories is watching a Sunday night baseball game um, at the boardwalk. It was like, I think it was Cubs Brewers, and it was a pretty big-time game, primetime game. So I'll never be able to experience that again. So ESPN Club, my all-time favorite restaurant. Favorite extinct attraction. I honestly, I couldn't really think of any except for Test Track, the original version of Test Track. Now, I know, I know it's technically still there and it's the same ride system. It's basically the same ride with different theming. But I will argue till the day I, that I die that the original Test Track version 
was better. It was fun. It was more um, like in depth. Like you actually thought you were in an actual like General Motors testing facility. It felt real. You know, they had the pre-ride video with Bill McKim. They had all like the different extreme like road tests that you would do, like going over like bumpy roads and different types of gravel and brick, you know, going through extreme temperature changes. There's like, there's like a heat room, a cold room. And then finally, like the, the last part of the ride, you go outside, you're doing 60 miles an hour on the test track. And that was, that was the best version. The, the queue was great with all like the little crash test dummy stuff. The music was great. Uh, if you've never been on it or experienced it, I, I suggest uh, looking it up on YouTube. It was pretty cool. And that one is, will always be one that I miss. Next, we have favorite 3D show. Now, 3D shows at Disney, I feel like, I feel like they could use maybe one or two more, you know, because off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure it's only um, Mickey's Philhar Magic, It's Tough to Be a Bug, and at uh, Hollywood Studios, you have Muppet Vision. And for me, the easy pick is Mickey's Philhar Magic. I love the classic Disney animated movies. You know, they they use songs and, um, you know, clips from some of my favorite ones, like The Lion King, you know, Little Mermaid, Aladdin. The music is great. I just love everything about Mickey's Philhar Magic. I love that they actually, actually like, added a couple little scenes. I think that's cool. You know, and then, like, a It's Tough to Be a Bug, not a bad show, you know, not a bad show. It's just, it's one like you, I don't know. It's just not the same. And Muppet Vision is classic. My family can quote the entire show. Um, but it is starting to feel more and more dated, like every time you go on it. So for me, I think it's got to be Mickey's Philhar Magic. Next, we have favorite park snack. So this is a new one for me as well. But my favorite park snack is the refillable popcorn bucket. Disney popcorn is like, it's like movie theater popcorn one, Disney World popcorn two, or maybe like one A and one B, because it's hard to pick, because Disney World popcorn is so good, freshly popped in the parks, and the fact that, that you can get a refillable bucket, you know, you pay, you know, what is it, like 10, 11 bucks maybe, you get the bucket with the with filled with popcorn, then every time you want to refill, it's, it's cheaper, and you got your own little bucket, you know, the bucket itself is a souvenir, so I'll take that. Um, and I just kind of, you know, I have like one of these clips on my bag and I just clip the bucket, uh, to my bag when I'm walking around. And if, you know, I want to refill, if someone in my family wants a refill, we split it, you know, it's a good snack, keeps you going and you get to go home with a free souvenir. So the popcorn bucket is my favorite park snack. All right. We got a couple more here. Next favorite souvenir. I just mentioned the popcorn bucket. That's a nice little souvenir, but my favorite park souvenir, oh man, this is actually kind of tough. I think I'm going to go with coffee mug. Now, I was between coffee mug and just like a Disney t-shirt because I love getting a Disney World t-shirt. I love, kind of with coffee mugs, I love getting souvenirs that actually say like Disney World on them. Like not just Disney themed. I want something that says Disney World or, you know, Epcot, you know, something like that. Something that represents actually Disney World. And that's why I like with... uh, my coffee mugs, I love getting those because I, I usually try to do that too. I try to get a Disney World themed mug or at least one that you could only get at Disney World. So that's pretty pretty fun for me to try and collect. You know, I'm a big coffee drinker, so that plays a role in it as well. We have like a setup in our house, like a shelf where we have like all of our coffee mugs displayed. And, you know, every time I look at it, I'm like, yeah, you know what? I could use some more Disney coffee mugs. 
Now, usually I would only get like one a trip because that was like my thing. I would I would pick out like one a trip. And now I'm like, well, why don't I just get more? You know, because now I want more. I'm not at Disney. It's like I want to get some more Disney coffee mugs. I think you know, a couple of my favorite ones I have, uh, I have one. It's like Mickey and he's like tired eyed, sleepy, drowsy. He's in a robe. His eyes are all red. And it says uh, on the back says some mornings are rough. Like that one's very relatable. And um, I have a uh, a Walt Disney one where it's like him and Mickey. And it, I think it says, um, if you could dream it, you could do it. Something like that. That's a cool park one. Yeah, I just like the, the Disney World mug. Something that represents Disney World. And uh, something I can display in my house. And also something I can enjoy my coffee with. And for the last one here, before we move on to questions from you guys. Favorite resort. This one, again, like I mentioned, changes all the time. But I think I have to go with Polynesian. Uh, even though I've never stayed there. I just love everything about it. I love the vibes. I love the feel. You know, you walk in the lobby and it feels like you're in Hawaii. The smell of the lobby is great. Just everything about it, the location, the food, the pools. You can get a Dole Whip there. It has the monorail. I just love it. You know, I I haven't stayed there. And, you know, maybe because that, maybe that's why it's my favorite. I haven't stayed there. So I have this, like, it's like on a pedestal, um, you know, and like, there's resorts like Art of Animation where it's a value resort probably towards the bottom of a lot of people's lists. But because I've stayed there so much, like it's one of my favorites. Um, so that was in the conversation as well. Like I feel like with Disney hotels, if you were to ask me to list my favorite ones, I'd probably have a list of like seven or eight for you. But if I had to pick one, I would have to go with the Polynesian and hopefully I can stay there one day. Now let's get some Q&A from you guys. I asked you guys on Instagram to send me some questions. It didn't have to be Disney-related, just to kind of help me fill out this episode. First, from Samantha D. If you won the lotto tomorrow, what neighborhood in Orlando would you move to? Let me guess, Golden Oak. Uh, Golden Oak is the dream, right? That's like the one everyone talks about, the million-dollar homes in there. Uh, if I won, like, the Powerball, like, big-time jackpot, yeah. I think I'd probably move to Golden Oak, you know, live on Disney property. That's been my dream since I was like five years old. Um, but you know, like at this point, <laughs> I'd take, I would move anyone an, anywhere there. Um, there was a while, like I wanted to live in celebration. I think I would still choose celebration. I've always liked that area. I like the style, you know, of the houses and the town and everything. And I like the story behind it and on how it was kind of, you know, backed by Disney. I think that would be pretty cool. Uh, but you know, other than that, not too picky. Uh, as long as I'm in the state of Florida, even if it's not like exactly in Orlando, uh, I would be pretty happy. This one's from Hey It's Me AMR. Does Disney make you more sad than happy these days? Wow, now that now that's the million dollar question right there. That's uh, hmm. Does Disney make me more sad than happy? Well, it doesn't help. I haven't been to Disney in a few years now, in a couple years. So that's like making me feel distant, you know, not as connected. Um, it does seem like there's, you know, a lot of changes going on. And, uh, you know, some of the changes make me sad. You know, I've talked about like Splash Mountain and some of the other stuff. And what bothers me the most about Disney, what makes me sad about Disney is that it just feels like they're changing and they've just totally gotten away from that, you know, family-friendly mom-and-pop style amusement park theme park um that it felt like from opening all the way i mean i would say up until like the mid to late 2000s 
You know, not that long ago, it still felt like they cared about us. Now, it just seems like they care about money. They're worried about the bottom line. How can we make money? You know, with COVID and everything, it seemed like their entire strategy was, okay, COVID, everything got shut down, everyone lost money, so we need to make our money back. We don't care about the the customers. We don't care about you guys. We need to we need to make more money. We don't care if it costs you more money, even though we were all affected, you know, by the pandemic and COVID and everything. <laughs> like that's what bothers me. When you're charging for fast pass and you're, you know, taking away the magical express. And, you know, luckily they just got rid of the hotel parking. Like if you have a car, like that's I know it's a small victory, but I'll take it, you know. The next one, it's got to be FastPass. Like, why are we paying for FastPass? What is the perk of staying at a Disney resort if you have to pay for all the perks? Like, you know, the the resort fees, you know, you can't say, like, transportation's included in the price of the resorts anymore because you're paying, you know, for the buses. You're paying for the Skyliner. You're paying for the monorail. So what perks are there to stay on Disney property. Like that's what makes me sad is that they've gotten so far away and just kind of operate like a huge corporation. That's what bothers me. And then, you know, even all, all of that said, like once I step, you know, through the gates and I walk onto Disney property, I'm happy because it's like, oh, you know what? I spent the money, went through all that. We're here. Let's have a good time. It's Disney. So this next one from Cullen and Nancy, how often do you get to Disney World? It, you know, uh, I've talked about it a lot. I used to go every July with my family from about 1992 through, I don't know, 2021, 20, you know, give or take. We missed a few years there, but we would always go once a year. Once I got older and I was in my 20s, you know, I would go you know, maybe twice a year. I'd go either, either Halloween or Christmas, try to get two trips in. Um, in the last few years t- during uh, COVID, we didn't go. Uh, then we went in 2021. That's when I proposed to my wife, and we haven't been able to get back since. So not as much as we would like to. This next one from Darth Dagan. What Disney ride terrified you as a kid? Well, the first one that comes to mind is um, uh, Alien Encounter at the Magic Kingdom, where Stitch's Great Escape is. Like, that was the most terrifying ride I've ever been on. You know, basically, it's like, if you've been on Stitch's Great Escape, you know, Stitch, like, escapes and is, like, kind of just running crazy throughout the theater. It's like it was the same thing, except it was a absolutely terrifying, terrifying alien from like the movie, like Aliens, like one of those things, like absolutely terrifying. I can't believe that was at Disney for that long. Like, I just remember kids like walking out of that theater, like crying. I'm pretty sure I was one of them at some point. And like for that same reason, the on the great movie ride, the scene where the alien would come out of the ceiling also terrified me because I'm now I got like PTSD from going on Alien Encounter, and now here's that same alien, you know, popping up right in my face, so that was crazy. Uh, Tower of Terror always scared me, too, because, you know, it was a drop ride, and just, like, the whole build-up to the actual ride was so scary and eerie and creepy, like, it actually felt real, so that always scared me. When I was, like, when I was a little, little kid, Haunted Mansion used to scare me, the uh, the graveyard scene with all the ghosts kind of just, like, popping up and stuff, like, that used to scare me as well, but... Definitely Alien Encounter, number one. This next one from Adventures of Max and Greg. If you could have one thing back at Disney that's been removed, what would it be? The 
one of the old fast pass systems for me, like I love the paper fast pass, but even now what we have, like I would take the, uh, my Disney experience back to the Disney plus, what we were doing for the last few years, you know, like just give us, give us normal fast pass where we don't have to pay for it. We don't have to make all these scheduling things like months in advance where you can only pick like one thrill ride and you have to pay like a la carte for another ride like just bring back the original fast pass it wasn't broken it wasn't broken if it's if it's not broken don't fix it right that's the saying this next one from disney world dennis what is your favorite resort you know i've talked about it in the episode i've always loved the polynesian but i can't just pick one you know i like the contemporary um i've always had a special place for Port Orleans, I like Art of Animation and Saratoga. I like Swan and Dolphin, the the Boardwalk area. I've never stayed at, I've never stayed at Boardwalk or Yacht and Beach, but we stayed at the Swan and Dolphin for like five years or so in a row, and I really really enjoyed that hotel because you're walking distance. You're technically part of the Boardwalk area. You know the hotel is really nice. They had like a really good fitness center. They had a basketball court. We loved the pools. You know, the rooms in the hotel itself, like you're not getting that Disney theming, but I that never really bothered me. Um, I, I really love the Swan and Dolphin. You know, Saratoga is like a recent favorite. I like Saratoga. The thing with like Saratoga is I, I know I wouldn't like it as much if we had a really far room from the main lobby. Like that's part of the reason why I love it so much is we've every time we've stayed there, we've gotten lucky and stayed at one of like the first buildings where I can walk down to the lobby and fill up my coffee, get some breakfast. You know, it's a five-minute walk. Um, that's what I really enjoy. And they have a good fitness center. You can walk to Disney Springs. So I really like uh, Saratoga as well. This next one from Under a Tooth. Favorite all-time parade? I've always liked uh, the Main Street Electrical Parade. That's probably my favorite. I just always love the music to that one. You know, I, I We had it on a CD back in the day. We'd always listen to it in the car. Um, so probably the Main Street Electrical Parade. The one parade I wish I could have um, like remembered more is the one, I, it's from the early 90s, and it's like, I don't know what the exact theme was. It was like Mardi Gras theme or something like that. Like I, I know like Roger Rabbit was in the parade and like Goofy is like a jester and stuff like that. Um, I think it's the same parade that's in the Full House episode, uh, if you guys remember that. Next one from Hannah Mraz. As someone who also lives in the Chicagoland area, all-time favorite Chicago food or restaurant. Wow, okay. Another fellow Chicagoan. That's what I like to hear. Favorite all-time Chicago food or restaurant. Now, I think the two big ones everyone always kind of assumes you know, Chicago is known for is uh, pizza and hot dogs. And I love both. Not going to lie. Pizza Friday every Friday here in our house. Um I'm more, I love Chicago hot dogs, like hot dogs. They're like, I don't know if it's like this where, where all you guys are, but like in the Chicago land area, you can drive in any direction. And there's like this small little hot dog stand, you know, every other block that has a decent hot dog and fries. And like, that's what I like the most. You know, the, the famous one is Portillo's, which if you're asking me is slightly overrated, like hot dog wise, but they have a good men, menu, good food. Um, there's a hot dog and fries. A hot dog at Wrigley Field is my number one uh, all-time favorite hot dog. Uh, as far as like pizza, uh, Giordano's is like the Giordano's, Lumalnati's. Those are like the two like known for deep dish. But so many places to choose from. 
Uh, there's a place uh, kind of by me. It's called Paisans. They have a good pizza. Um, and there's a place I used to go to when I was in high school called Steve's Euros, which I swear was the best hot dog and fries I've ever had. So those are uh, some two uh, local picks. Hannah Mraz also said, favorite Disney movie. I think my favorite, like, favorite Disney animated movie would be Toy Story. Definitely love Toy Story. Um, probably since it came out, like, that's always been, like, my favorite. Uh, Lion King, I always like the Lion King, too. But I think Toy Story, uh, Monsters, Inc. is up there. You know, this is, if if we're excluding, like, Marvel and, like, live-action ones, like, I, I'm obviously a huge Marvel fan, so, like, the Avengers movies... Um, and then Pirates of the Caribbean, if I had to choose a live action one. Cat underscore Freet says, favorite vacation besides Disney? You know what? I'm a, I, I love Disney. I love Florida and the beach. Uh, but if I'm getting away from Florida in general, I, I would have to say Las Vegas. I'm a big Vegas guy. I love going to Vegas. Everything about it, the nightlife, how you could go out no matter what time it is. It's always busy. You know, do some gambling, some slots, some cards, some roulette, sports books, sports gambling, drinking, eating good food, see some shows. Uh, me and my wife saw the Backstreet Boys there. I went there for my friend's bachelor party. So I, I'm a big Vegas guy. I like going to Las Vegas. And our last one today from Amanda Mattia. When is your next Disney trip? I have no idea. I have no idea. We've tried to do some planning there. Um, but unfortunately, just stuff keeps coming up. And we're going to Florida for a wedding, but it's not like close to Orlando. And just with work and everything, we just didn't want to turn it into a full like vacation. You know, as much as we wanted to like do Disney for a couple days, it just price wise, it just just didn't work. So maybe, maybe, maybe in the, I don't know, summer. I'm going to be optimistic. I'll say summer. Let's try to get a summer trip in here. And that about does it for this week's episode. Thank you guys, as always, for listening. You guys are the best. Uh, again, if you aren't following me, follow me on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Disney World Today. Stop by, say hi. Uh, if you have any ideas or suggestions for the show, let me know. And also, if you could leave me a rating and a review. And if you leave me a review, I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. You guys enjoy the rest of your week. Have a good weekend. And uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode. Oh, and always remember, it all started with a mouse. Mm -hmm.